Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 1 Samuel chapter 12. Samuel said to all Israel, I have listened to everything you said to me and have set a king over you. Now you have a king as your leader. As for me, I'm old and gray, and my sons are here with you. I have been your leader from my youth until this day. Here I stand. Testify against me in the presence of the Lord and his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Whose donkey have I taken? Whom have I cheated? Whom have I oppressed? From whose hand have I accepted a bribe to make me shut my eyes? If I have done any of these things, I will make it right. You have not cheated or oppressed us, they replied. You have not taken anything from anyone's hand. Samuel said to them, The Lord is witness against you, and also his anointed is witness this day, that you have not found anything in my hand. He is witness, they said. Then Samuel said to the people, It is the Lord who appointed Moses and Aaron and brought your ancestors up out of Egypt. Now then, Stand here, because I'm going to confront you with evidence before the Lord as to all the righteous acts performed by the Lord for you and for your ancestors. After Jacob entered Egypt, they cried to the Lord for help, and the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, who brought your ancestors out of Egypt and settled them in this place. But they forgot the Lord their God, so he sold them into the hand of Sisera, the commander of the army of Hazor, and into the hands of the Philistines and the king of Moab who fought against them. They cried out to the Lord and said, We have sinned. We have forsaken the Lord and served the Baals and the Ashtoreths. But now deliver us from the hands of our enemies, and we will serve you. Then the Lord sent Jerubel, Barak, Jephthah, and Samuel, And he delivered you from the hands of your enemies all around you, so that you lived in safety. But when you saw that Nahash, king of the Ammonites, was moving against you, you said to me, No, we want a king to rule over us, even though the Lord your God was your king. Now here is the king you have chosen, the one you asked for. See, the Lord has set a king over you. If you fear the Lord and serve and obey him, and do not rebel against his commands. And if both you and the king who reigns over you follow the Lord your God, good. But if you do not obey the Lord, and if you rebel against his commands, his hand will be against you, as it was against your ancestors. Now then, stand still and see this great thing the Lord is about to do before your eyes. Is it not wheat harvest now? I will call on the Lord to send thunder and rain, and you will realize what an evil thing you did in the eyes of the Lord when you asked for a king. Then Samuel called on the Lord, and that same day the Lord sent thunder and rain, so that all the people stood in awe of the Lord and of Samuel. The people all said to Samuel, Pray to the Lord your God for your servants, so that we will not die. For we have added to all our other sins this evil of asking for a king. Do not be afraid, Samuel replied. You have done all this evil, yet do not turn away from the Lord, 
but serve the Lord with all your heart. Do not turn away after useless idols. They can do you no good, nor can they rescue you, because they are useless. For the sake of his great name, the Lord will not reject his people, because the Lord was pleased to make you his own. As for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you, and I will teach you the way that is good and right. But be sure to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. Consider what great things he has done for you. Yet if you persist in doing evil, both you and your king will perish. And so Samuel's farewell speech is filled with uh, many difficult things in challenging Israel. First, he challenges them concerning their memories about him. He calls them together and he said, um, now you've made yourself a king as your leader. And as for me, I'm an old man. Um, I've been your leader from my youth until this day. And he says, testify against me in the presence of the Lord and his anointed. Now, the anointed he's referring to is King Saul. Whose ox have I taken? Whose donkey have I taken? Whom have I cheated? Whom have I oppressed? From whose hand have I accepted a bribe to make me shut my eyes? If I've done any of these things, I'll make it right. And of course, they responded as one man. They said, you've not taken anything from anyone. You haven't cheated us. You haven't oppressed us. And so verse 5, Samuel says to them, the Lord is a witness against you. And also his anointed is witness this day that you have not found anything in my hand. He is witness, they all said. And then he goes on to talk about uh, the the history of Israel and the the way that they've always um, rebelled against God from the very beginning. They've been a rebellious people. And he kind of comes to a conclusion with the event with Nahash, uh, the king of the Ammonites that we just covered um, in the prior chapter 11. He says, when Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, came and moved against you, you said, we want a king over us, even though the Lord your God was your king. Now here is the king you've chosen, the one you asked for. See, the Lord has set a king over you. Now Saul was standing there, friends. This had to be a hurtful thing that here you're the king of Israel, the victorious king from a great battle with this same Nahash and uh, these Ammonites who had come against Israel. And yet... You were chosen because the people were in sin in choosing you as their king. And so Saul had to be um, uh, really torn over this whole situation. You know, at the very least, it was not optimal. And um, at the worst, he was a result of sin. He was um, uh, founded in sin. His, his monarchy was founded in rebellion against God. And, and uh, so how must Saul have felt with this type of foundation for his 40 years of ruling over Israel. But nevertheless, we're dealing with Samuel. And so um, Samuel says, I'm going to show you that the Lord is really upset about your choice of the king. In verse 17, he says, is it not the wheat harvest now? Now, why did he say that? Because in the wheat harvest, it doesn't rain. And so at the time of the wheat harvest in uh, Israel, it's very dry. But Samuel said, as a sign and wonder, I'm going to call on the Lord to send thunder and rain And you will realize what an evil thing you did in the eyes of the Lord when you asked for a king. And so Samuel did call on the Lord. He prayed. And that same day, the Lord sent thunder and rain. And the people were terrified. The Bible says they stood in awe of the Lord and they stood in awe of Samuel. 
And they asked Samuel, Please pray to the Lord your God for your servants, so that we will not die. For we have added to all our other sins the evil of asking for a king. Once again, with Saul standing there as a witness, they acknowledged that uh, in choosing him instead of the Lord as their king, they had sinned. Samuel responded, he said, um, don't be afraid. You have done all this evil, yet do not turn away from the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. Do not turn away after useless idols. In verse 22, for the sake of his great name, the Lord will not reject his people because the Lord is pleased to make you his own. Friends, that's a precious promise. It's not because of our goodness. It's not because of our worthiness. It's not because of our righteousness. But it's because of the Lord's great name, because he has been pleased to make us his own, that he will not reject us as his people. Friends, we err, we sin, we make mistakes, we rebel. We're full of all kinds of of, uh, sinfulness and willfulness and rebellion. And yet, for the sake of his great name, the Lord will not reject us because it has been his will and his pleasure to make us his own. This whole thing was his idea. And so you're listening today. I want you to recognize the fact that you didn't choose God. God chose you. We talk about finding Jesus and choosing to be a Christian, but truthfully, the Lord gives us the grace to seek him and the grace to find him. It's his good pleasure to see us come to him, and he enables us to do so. As this chapter finishes, Samuel says, Far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you, and I will teach you the way that is good and right. Friends, day after day, I'm praying um, in agreement with this word. Far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you today. And so, Lord, I just pray for everyone listening now, today, and every day, that for the sake of your great name, you would not reject your people, that we would be aware that it is your good pleasure to make us your own. I pray for everyone listening, Lord, that they would recognize how much you truly love us. God, you are our King. You're our Lord, our King, and our God. We love you, Lord. We thank you that you first loved us. Thank you so much, Jesus, for all that you've done for us, all that you're doing, and all that you'll do in the future. In your great name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.